All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joined again by Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. We do. It's been a long time, but Darnell has been pushing this because of one reason and one reason only. And let's get right to it. Okay, so yesterday, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Philadelphia 76ers played. And you feel me? It was a real good game. And you feel me? The the Cavaliers had a lead for for a long time. Darius Garland went crazy. How much did he have? He had 19 assists. I know that. How many uh, points? 26, 26 and 19. 26 and 19. And it looked like, you feel me, they were going to take the game and everything. This is after. We haven't talked about this yet because we haven't talked in a while. But this is after the 76ers acquisition of James Harden. So James Harden was there. Um, Joel and B is still there. They just traded, you know, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond as picks. And they got uh, James Harden and the great Paul Millsap. But, um, yeah, you know, it was a good game. But Tyrese Maxey showed out last night with his 33 points. And he showed a lot of potential into what, you know, a potential, you know, makings of a big three that doesn't involve Tobias because that's what they were calling the big three. You feel me? But it's looking like Max, he wants that role a little more than Tobias does. So what did y'all see last night? What? Darn, I'll let you go first. <laughs> All right, so I'll just say that the main reason I wanted to record wasn't because of the play of the Cavaliers. I'll say that. I'll throw that out there. Mainly, okay. I wanted – to hear you guys' thoughts on the addition of James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers, because that was a move that I'm not sure how Demetrius feels about his chances of winning a championship this year, because I know how he felt previously, but I'm curious to know, I want the rundown, man. You got to give it to me. I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll give you my run now. I was like this. I don't really like it. You know how I feel about James Harden. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say in this situation, at least right now, the thing is, is he can be second in everything. So he's like the second, I guess, kind of ball handler. He's the, he's the assist guy. He's the point guard. But he's the second, like, scoring ball handler. Mm-hmm. And he's the big guy, strong guy. So I watched him literally use Joel Embiid as a fullback last night. And I was like, oh, I <laughs> get it. He can just be slow and kind of be Le'Veon Bell out there. And just – you're either going to throw him in the oof or he's just going to do a little floater or get a foul, which is mainly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and, get a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just watch him tonight. I'm seeing there's no – there is no um, – There's, there's no, no James Harden. Harden. Yeah, so I'm just watching him be get triple teamed, and I'm about to turn this off. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, so I don't think we're gonna win a championship. I think right now I'd have I'd have the Bucks as the favorites out of the East. Um, so you still have the Bucks as the favorite? Interesting. What do you, yeah, they yes. I thought They're maybe the, I thought maybe you had some faith in the Miami Heat. I don't know. Maybe things change, man. It's been a while. Nah, 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 nah. He got to Belief in the Miami Heat. Yeah, nah, nah. I Belief had faith in the last year. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> Belief in the Miami Heat. 
belief in Tyler Hero. <laughs> Tyler going to have to score like 30 a game. Yeah. He's been doing actually averaging close to 30 a game over his last so, so five. So when they get in the playoff series and a team starts scheming to, hey, let's make everybody else but Duncan, but uh, Tyler Hero, you know, beat us. Let's make Duncan beat us. Let's make Max Drews beat us. Let's make Jimmy shoot some threes. Let's make Bam shoot some threes. And like Lowry, my guy, but you feel me that 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 Who, shot is gone. <laughs> who's so? Who's the team that's gonna be able to force them to do that? Is the question outside of Milwaukee? Um, Brooklyn, I think you if you if you put Ben on Tyler, then that neutralizes him a lot. Ben ever plays. If he ever plays, and that's that's true. So I'm gonna just throw this out there. I got Brooklyn coming out the way out the east. Okay. What are your uh since since you wanted to bring them up, you know, a lot earlier when we were doing the podcast. You love bringing up the Bulls. How do you feel about the Bulls? Going I was out just to- about to ask. How, <laughs> how about them Bulls? I tried to warn you, man. You left yourself right down this path. All I said was that the Bulls are going to be a, they were going to be a good team this year, and they're going to be one of the better teams in the East. And Demar Derozan's playing at a level that probably none of us thought that he would be able to play at. So that's proven to be a feather in my cap a little bit. And I would I would say that without Zach Levine right now, it's gonna be hard for them to win, obviously, because it's gonna be so much attention to DeRozan. And didn't, didn't Levine just play? Levine last was right night? here last night. Did he play last night? I know, yeah. but he but he was out before that. He was out for a while. Lonzo's been hurt for a while, and um uh Caruso has been out for a while. Yeah, so the Bulls, I mean, like like I said, like the Bulls are a team that, outside of Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Darnell, let's 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 Darnell Bulls Celtics right now. It's the first round matchup. Who you got? Damn. <laughs> I would, if I, but if you're gonna let me finish the statement, I was gonna say if you out any any outside of those top three teams. So you want to play. You want to play. You want to play Chicago though, because they're an unproven team. That's one of the teams that you want to play in the playoffs. Unfortunately, as much as regular season successes I thought they would have, like in the playoff settings, if you're gonna pick your opponent, yeah, you want to play. You want to play Chicago. You want to see if they can do it. And I would probably lead Boston because Boston's playing at a defensive level that I didn't think they could. Well, that they, they had a um. We didn't talk about this either, but they had a, um, a trade deadline acquisition of Derek White, who yep. actually has been a very good contributor for them. He just comes off the bench and, you know, he provides some defense. He provides some playmaking and, you know, he just keeps the balls out. the. He just keeps the ball out the Jays hands, you know, but they have Jalen Brown in injury. He's injured right now. He I don't know injured. for how long, but. That's going to be interesting to see it down the stretch if they can continue winning games at this pace because they've been one of the highest teams in the, in the East. For sure. So, that's what I said on the Celtics. Darnell didn't answer my question, and that's okay. He said okay. The Celtics. <laughs> I'll pick the Celtics. Yeah, I'll pick the Celtics. All right. 
That's sure. all, and that, and so the Bulls are just a first round exit, like I thought. Um, second round is their peak, boom. Yeah. So our Warriors, too, we talked a lot about. They suck right now. Obviously, no Draymond Green, but. You know, Draymond, Draymond, you know, I just, Steve Kerr just said, like, earlier today, he said, our offense has become very predictable without Draymond because, as we know, Draymond is the point guard of the team. He's the one. If we're being real, he he and Kevon Looney, are the only two. I mean, obviously, Clay's going to be in and out of the lineup just coming back, but him and Kevon Looney are the only two that's been on the team for, like, a long while. So they're the only two that know how to, like, set Steph up and get him open. The other guys, that was the problem last year, too, especially earlier in the year. But, you know, without Draymond out there, it just shows his head again. They don't really know how to get Steph's separation so you know Steph will just call for a screen and then you feel me three people come over and then they don't leave him <laughs> and then yeah. he passed and then somebody passes to somebody wide open and then all-star Andrew Wiggins breaks the shot and then don't forget to put starter into that man all-star, all-star starter all-star starter Andrew Wiggins breaks the wide open three <laughs> <laughs> And then you tell me, why Why would I ever leave Steph Curry? <laughs> so I was watching them recently because, Darnell, I didn't tell you this, but I've been getting in a little bit of, a little bit of sports gambling. Um, okay. I've totaled total the last, like, two weeks. I only do $2 bets. I've only lost $4, and I've made, like, about 30 bets. So okay. I'm picking up, getting the hang of it. Nice. Um, but – what I saw actually last night with the Warriors is very interesting, but um, the guy who really stood out to me, even though they lost, they were playing the Mavericks and I needed Luka to score 40 and the Mavs win and score 41 and they won. So nice. Um, but I saw Moody kind of just taken off late in the game being that like extra guy. And mm-hmm. I, felt it, and obviously, you know, he started to do it, but it was like interesting. So now they have three guys who they kind of can trust Jordan Poole obviously as well. So you could add four. And obviously the biggest thing is we haven't seen Clay and Draymond together, so I don't know. But I think the bigger debate right now, the, to me the biggest question in the West is Grizzlies-Warriors in that second-round matchup. Who who you like there? I mean, I, the, go ahead. I mean, the Grizzlies, you know, have had the Warriors number, you know, throughout the season – Honestly, and then obviously even back to the uh, playing game here. Um, that'll be a tough one because Memphis has definitely improved. They have a low playoff experience via I think they won one game last year, so in their five game you know series matchup. And Ja, you know, has been looking great. You know, I think he's fifth in MVP candidacy right now. So, you know, Memphis is doing their thing. Um, I want completely. I, I I think as long as you know Draymond and Clay come back healthy, I I would lean towards Golden State. But obviously, you know Memphis winning that series wouldn't be a surprise at all to anybody. So, anybody on this podcast, at least. Yeah, nah, for sure, for sure. Um, uh. 
So, Ivan, how has Clay's defense been? I guess that would be my first question. It's been, I'd say, it, it's been like 70. He's, he's, he said he's at like 70 to 80% of where he thinks he'll be defensively. So, I, I'll put it this way. I see a, I seen the clip the other day of Luca on the island with Clay Thompson, and Clay Thompson didn't survive the island, man. Not like <laughs> I thought he would. So not not many people can't stop Luca, but you know, when it's Clay on the island and he getting hit with the step back, yeah, it looked kind of bad. So but like, Clay's, Clay's not been his normal self if you've been watching the games and He's been missing. He actually hit a shot off the backboard the other night. Like it's been bad for him. He has his, he has like his. He's just been really streaky. The streaks have been more bad than good, but he's been pretty streaky. So he's he's still just trying to round it to form. Yeah, I think the biggest pro or the biggest issue with go to state right now, obviously, is Draymond Green because. If you look at Steph's numbers, which I'm having up right now, he's averaging 25.7 points a game, down from 32 last year. Like, that's a big drop. Yeah. And he's averaging 40 – he's shooting 37.8% from three, which would be the worst of his career outside of the year he broke his hand. At 37.8? Yeah. That's actually horrible for him. Yeah. When he had years where he shot 45, 44, 45, 45, 44, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a career 43% three-point shooter. It, it go, this needs to be said. This is not just because of Draymond. He's been like this all season. I'm pointing it out first, but he has not been the same. It's, and the reason is, honestly, he, uh, he went to the weight room too much. Not too big. Lost his shooting. That's what happened. I don't think that's what it's what it really is. You could not think it, and that's fine if you don't think it. But I'm telling you what happened. <laughs> so what happens Wait. when he gets it back next year? Then then what? Is it gonna be all on the weights? He's gonna take off? off the muscle to do it, bro. We've seen <laughs> players do this. We saw super super Saiyan LeBron, where he was too big, and he was like, "My bad, that was dumb. Let me come back leaner." <laughs> He straight did it around this age. He's like, I'm gonna be as big as I've ever been. That's that's not point. Well, was, but it's it's it, different it was, for LeBron to me. It was it was it was more for LeBron. It was when he was in Miami. He's still like 27, 28 at that point. Steph is like 33 at, at this point. So the age is a little different, but I mean yeah, I think Steph just wants LeBron to. was about 33 when he did this, when he tried this similar thing. You don't remember what I'm talking about talking about but it happened like four years ago lebron did the same thing he he literally was like i'm going to be as strong as i've ever been i go ahead sorry i don't want to know but it happened trust me uh all right go ahead i forgot what i was saying no nah, i'm pretty sure it probably i've been i miss first year on lakers that's all i was saying just saying i think i think i think i don't think this is a and the reason I said that, I don't think this is a this is a thing that Draymond coming is going to fix Steph's shooting. He's been pretty much like this all year, except for literally the All-Star game. Except for that. Been like this all season. 
I don't, I don't know. So I, I do have a question though. Okay. Do Darnell, do you believe in the sun? I got the Suns coming out the out the West. Even though that, even though Chris Paul is dealing with a hand injury right now, and it seems like Devin Booker is the only person in the world with COVID right now, and I still think the Suns are the best team in the West. Like the only caveat to that would be Memphis. To me, they could be a dark horse team that can can get out the West. But if I had to put my chips in the table and take a bet, like Demetrius, I would bet on I would bet on the other sons right now. Um, <laughs> um uh, okay. I know if it's my turn. All right. Uh, you said um like uh, all right, so I don't. I just don't think Memphis has gotten much better. And they, they made a couple moves. You know, they got um JaVale McGee. You mean the Sun. The Sun. Yeah, yeah. Who'd I say? You said the Grizzlies. Uh the Suns, yeah. I don't think the Suns have gotten significantly better. I think that, you know, their their younger players, well, mainly Macau Bridges, he's gotten a little better on defense, but he was already really good on defense. It's like it has there's it has it hasn't been enough that made me think that wow Phoenix really took another leap. They just kind of did what they did last year and even last year. I if if Phoenix wins, I'd say it's more because the other teams have gotten worse more than they've gotten better. Uh, that type thing. But uh I just I don't know, I just don't believe in them. The JaVale McGee edition is a big one. I don't think that's something we could do. Just because now Aiton can't foul people and then kind of get like Aiton light. You know what's kind of crazy about the Suns? What? If Cam Johnson really – he had 38 last yeah. game and a game yeah. winner. Yeah. If he can take another step. Then that just gives them a that just gives them even more of a scoring punch, and I think with CPM book that's just gonna be tough, especially with Bridges playing at whatever level that he plays at in playoffs, which is always a high level. So, well, they can be tough, Johnson, man. The the cams were always the X factors of the team, campaign and Cam Johnson. The team kind of you know, whenever they had good games. And like, cause they're they're the bench they're the bench punches. So yeah. whenever they had good games, you know, it, it was a lot easier for them to win. But you know, whenever they had bad games, those are the only two people off the bench that's really going to score. So you know, it, it just puts a whole extra load on, um, what's it called on Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre. Well, the starting lineup, and then that makes like Bridges have to score like twenty seven type shit. So you know. A, a lot, a lot comes from both cams doing well. So if either of them, I mean, Cam, Cam Payne is a little older, so he probably just is who he is at this point. Yeah. But if Cam Johnson can make the leap, like you said, either 
a bit more on offense or anything on defense because he's an awful defender. But even though I will say last night, he like Julius Randle was going right by fucking DeAndre Ayton. Like it was like it was easy. Like he wasn't even there. The only even Jay Crowder, too. But if Cam Johnson was on him, Deion, I mean, Julius Randle didn't know what to do. It was weird. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe that was just a good matchup for him. Maybe Julius Randle just didn't expect that. But, right. you know, if he can improve on defense and on offense and just become like a six-man variable, then they can be a little worse version of like a like a Trezzy Lou for what the Clippers was, you know. And that's that's a team that can win a title. Our team didn't get out of the second round for the record. Mm-hmm. I said that team didn't get out of the second round for the record. Well, if if they if they play well, they gotta actually do well. They can't just score four points and six points all series. Oh. I was just telling the people with the facts. Yeah. I don't count the bubble. <laughs> I will don't count. That's crazy, man. Nobody, all of a sudden, nobody loves the bubble teams. Because when you look at one of, when you look at one of them right now, you feel me? They fucking suck. And let's talk about it. Speaking of, speaking of suck, we have some live breaking news that I'm just going to put out there. Yes. Woes just tweeted from his official Twitter account. Quote. There's an increasing push among many in the Lakers organization to demote nine-time All-Star Russell Westbrook from the starting lineup, but so far, Coach Frank Vogel has resisted bringing him off the bench. Westbrook has spent the season searching for how to excel in his ever-evolving role when it has increasingly found him in an unfamiliar position from the ball and playmaking. The coaching staff and Westbrook have had differing visions on how to utilize him and that has partly accounted for some tense moments between Vogel and Westbrook in the past several days, including during a film set a team film session Friday, sources said. It's really like it's really like it's really like everybody knew. Well all the all the smart people knew. As soon as the trade happened. Huh? We knew. All the smart people hey hey I'll even give Hey, Skip and Stephen A, all them, all them motherfucking media people, some of them, some of them. But some of them really said, they were like, this might be the worst thing for the Lakers to do. And it was. We knew it, but you feel me? Yeah, it, it was never, the fit was never going to work. And all it was going to do was put a bunch of blame on Westbrook, which we already knew that he wasn't a good player. But now the world knows <laughs> that he isn't a good player because they highlight it all the time, you know what I mean? But in reality, the situation isn't completely his fault. The The team rolls with LeBron and AD. AD hasn't been there for most of the season because AD is the defense. However, while AD is the defense, he doesn't want to be the position that allows him to be the defense. So it's just a real weird situation. Everybody on the team's old. They're all slow. Nobody can play defense. They it's put not about much. he doesn't want to do it, by the way. It's about he'll get hurt regardless. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the exact same but that, thing. But he don't want to do it. That man said he wants to be the small forward, bro. 
Yeah, because he's trying to avoid injuries that he can't avoid. But, you know. but the team only works if he's the center. It doesn't work at all. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no. Well, if it only works if you're if, if a dude who never plays plays and has to play a position where he has to be even stronger. I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you, right? Just to give a couple things. A um Sixers Heat was boring, so turned on Lakers Warriors just for comedy reasons. And LeBron's the center, which is just whatever. Yes. <laughs> It honestly makes sense. It's something we would do in 2K, but yeah, fuck it. Um, but it's almost as if me and Dom came up here and said before this whole thing started, hey, it's going to be real funny when they get to the playoffs and Russ has to come off the bench. If they get to the playoffs is now the question. That's the yeah. big end. Because, because – Here's another thing we haven't talked about. <clears throat> I know where you're going. Exactly. The New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. They have stayed so. They traded. We've been saying trade CJ for a while. We've been on the trade CJ train for a while because, you feel me, Lillard and CJ just did not work together. And Darnell, we about to pose an interesting question to you at the end of this. So get ready for this. Because we talked about this yesterday a little bit. But, okay, so. They traded CJ for motherfucking Josh Hart. Now, when I said trade CJ, I ain't mean trade him for, for Josh Hart. <laughs> like, I thought they were going to get somebody. I thought CJ, I mean, CJ just had the collapse long. And you feel me? People were worried about his health. People were saying his value was, you know, a lot lower. But the thing that we always said about CJ and Dame is that they can't work together because they're both too small. And we looked at this at the uh, uh, what's they call it the the Pelicans lineup yesterday. It was CJ Ingram was the shooting guard. Ingram's like six eight six nine. Ingram was the shooting guard. Herbert Jones was a small forward. Fucking Jackson Hayes was the power forward, and Jonas Valanciunas was the center. Yeah. Yeah, they had two center. Like it's just they a big st- ass lineup. They stole. They stole that from the Cavs, man. Uh, sure, you know what? Sure, y'all, y'all got three seven footers out there. You feel me? Going. I stole it from the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, the Pist- The Pistons did do that first when no. they had when they had Josh Smith going out there shooting five threes a game. <laughs> I forgot what I first. So actually, JB Biggerstaff's dad had a team. I forgot what team it was where they ran a similar, some, some similar, but bringing it back to the Pelicans, I think it was a Pelicans Cavs game where they first started Jackson Hayes as a power forward or some, somewhere around that area, around that matchup. And he bought out and they actually won a game because Jackson Hayes. Is athletic, so he can be out there and just guard, try to guard people. He can keep up with people. And yeah. Valanciunas was a good move for them. It really was. Honestly, that trade really did help both teams because because um, New Orleans needed somebody else that can score, and Memphis just had a bunch of scoring, just needed a little more defense. So you feel me? Both teams really benefited from that trade, and. It's been shown, but obviously throughout most of the season, it was just Ingram out there by himself. But this trade, 
as much as that, as much as CJ has been going crazy, Ingram been right there with him. Ingram really been going crazy out there, right with CJ. And now we look at Portland, and you feel me? New Orleans looking like they gonna make this playoff push. The 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 playing game that the that the Kings said they wanted when they traded for Sabonis and and got worse. <laughs> that that playing game, you feel me, is looking like the Pelicans are gonna take it. But yeah, we didn't have time, Darnell, to talk about how that was the dumbest trade of all time. I was so mad. That they, <laughs> I was like, not Sabonis for Halliburton and Buddy Heal, bro. Come on. Oh Fucking man, man, I was so pissed when I seen that happen. Serious. But that's a king's job. That's a king's move right there. If I ever seen one, shit's pathetic. We need it's a like big. It insulted my intelligence. And guess what Sabonis been doing every game since he got there? 16, 10, and 6. Double, double. Every single game. Useless ass double, double. <laughs> What's they had? Just had 44 and they lost. Huh? De'Aaron Fox no, just had 44. De'Aaron Fox had 44 today and they lost to the map with no Luka. Yeah, that did happen. That did. That definitely just happened. Don't even have words for that. Because my guy went out there and he got his 16, 10, and 6. Didn't guard <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Didn't shoot. Because all he does, he's just a post-up big that can pass out the post. And that's and and that's an all-star, I guess. But yeah, the Kings said that they were pushing for the play-in and got worse to the 13th seed now. So I, I don't believe in them at all. But the Pelicans, they're looking like they're gonna make the playoffs. They're looking real good right now. And now yeah. I, I yeah, asked the question because I'm the, I was thinking this today. If the Pelicans make the playoffs with CJ. Mm-hmm. And let's say next year, the Trailblazers, you feel me? Let's say they don't make the playoffs. Then how much of Dame's top 75 player of all time status can we accredit to CJ? See, I, I, I don't see a scenario where that's the case because I think most of what you go get from CJ next to a healthy Dame, you're going to get next year from Anthony Simons. I really believe that. I really believe he's going to average that. Yeah. Okay. So I envision a scenario where they made the playoffs next year. But I don't Do think that they can born anywhere. No. With this, if Zion comes back, I'd probably say the Pelicans would be better. Which Zion Zion's actually reported to be looking to come back. Now that he sees CJ, you feel me? Zion said, oh, I can play with them now. But... <laughs> They start losing. That's gonna be a real bad look. If I was on, I would just sit out for the rest of the season. Yep. Just sit my fat ass out. <laughs> Let them do their thing. Yep. So in defense of Dame, because you okay. it's not a, it's not an equal apples to apples comparison to say if CJ does this because David Griffin has been getting a lot of flack, right? Yeah, as a bad GM. Yeah, he has figured out something, right? He was just like, "All right, we need a guard who can fucking shoot, whatever." Yeah, Dame. Instead, they've they made all these trades just to put him with another small guard. Yes, where CJ shooting guard now is Brandon Ingram. 
at that point, they could have just kept Gary Trent. At least he's a little taller. They just kept Her? another six foot point guard. <laughs> or traded Norman Powell for like more, or got more for CJ. So oh, they, they traded. Have- yeah, they traded Powell and Covington, and CJ, and CJ. How crazy is the Clippers going to be next year? Exactly. Oh, the, oh, the Clippers. You feel me? The Clippers going to be nice. Clippers going to be real nice. Rob them. They go. They gonna have a ten. They gonna have a ten deep. I mean, two of them won't play. One of them won't play. Can't say Paul George won't play. <laughs> the thing is, they 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 were already the best wing like wing oriented team in the league. It's just a bunch of wings, and then they just went and got more wings. You feel me? They just have a hell of wings out there. And uh, and they traded Ibaka, but I think that they really believe, and obviously they believe in Zubash. He's a starter. But I think they believe in Hartenstein enough to yeah. where he can play a couple minutes to where they can let Batum go out there and be the small ball center whenever need be. Hartenstein is solid, man. Like, he was this cash back in center last year, so I got to yeah. see him a lot of games. He facilitated a little bit as a center. He got some. He got some skill. He got a skill set to him. So. That's, that's who y'all got in the um Kevin Porter Jr. trade, right? He was on Houston at first, right? No, we got him in the trade for uh, expiring deal with uh, Javale McGee last year. Ah, okay. Yeah. We we got no one from Kevin Porter Jr. Just to rehash that. Got a second round pick. Not even a player. That's not going to convey. Yeah. No, it's going to convey this year, I think. No. I don't remember, man. So many uh, picks. I thought he was on the Rockets, my bad. No. Nah, but. Right by Jokic. Learn from the yeah. best. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the Clippers, they're looking like they're going to be a real threat next year. They were they were a real threat last year. They looked like they were, they were going to make the finals, honestly, if Kawhi didn't get hurt. But. I mean, it happened. So it always they happens always the, at the like worst that. times for him. The Clippers always do look like they're going to make the finals, and then they just don't. I mean, the last time, the last time was injury. It's always something. I mean, that's just been their franchise mo. The the Donald Sterling curse will just never go away. <laughs> <laughs> So, kind of like what you were saying, though, the Pelicans, we kind of touched on it, but, yeah, they have just been beating everybody by 30. Um, And I kind of agree if I'm Zion. Zion could look real, real bad because, A, he ain't even want to talk to CJ. Now, all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, he, like, I'm going to come in and play, right, just because CJ's snapping. But if he comes in and ruins it – because to some degree, he will ruin it. I agree. Because he, he they're just going to not have the defense, and that's what's really been carrying him. Yeah. But I think I one, one part that we did point out about the Pelicans is Herbert Jones is such a – he's a really good defender in the starting lineup. Yeah. So that's what's allowing them to put Brandon Ingram at the two because yeah. he can take those matchups at the three. Yeah. And then Jackson Hayes being able to guard the four. Mm. That's that's what's allowing them. And then Valley, Valley's a good enough defender, but obviously, you know, his offense is a, is a big contribution as well. So even though he didn't score much yesterday, uh, whatever they played, 
you feel me? Valley's a pretty good offensive player. So, but that, yeah, like when Zion comes back, he's undersized for what they got going on. And again, it's hard to win a lot of games when your best skills, you can't really shoot free throws. You can't really shoot and you can't really play defense. You feel me? That's that's just not a great formula for today's NBA. He he's he's a very efficient. He gonna make the shots that he take, but if he's gonna make a bunch of twos and then they can hack you because you can't shoot free throws, that's gonna kind of fuck up the nature of what's going on a little bit. Good point. And then he's short on top of it. Like he's six six. He got hops for days, but are the hops still there? Like, yeah, they're gonna be there. They're gonna be there. I'm he's not old enough for him to, to, to go away. I don't is think he so. Bad enough. Yeah, he is bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> there's one thing he is, it's bad enough. I don't think that I think with Zion the Zion thing is gonna be similar to James Hart, where it's like all of a sudden. It's gonna be like, all right, man. We thought this dude was Greg Oden this whole time, and this whole time you telling me you could have been playing. Wait, see, like, see, see, James Harden is a little jump. different. Yeah, Zion's whole career <laughs> to, to what we know him as as like an eleven year old kid has been about how high he can jump. His whole appeal has been his vertical. Yeah, it's literally James been his. Harden, can I get fouls? Can I shoot? Can I pass? Zion is, can I jump? That's it. His whole appeal is vertical. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he, but he's not 25. Like, he going to eventually have to expand his game, but not this no, age. I'm, if he gets scoring to pay like this. He, I, I want, I want, I'm not saying he's a bust, and I'm not saying, you feel me? I'm not saying that he's, I'm not even saying he's, you know, not the best player from the draft. You feel me? Jaws been looking better right now, but who knows? Zion could do whatever and be be better again. But I'm just saying that as of this season right now, if Zion come back and fuck up what the Pelicans got going on, it's gonna look real bad. I understand he's coming back from injury, but he didn't want to be there. He said he doesn't want to be there, and if he comes back and ruins it, then it's gonna be a really bad look. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely so. But I only mentioned it in the, with the Greg Oden thing because it was a lot of talk about the Greg Oden, Kevin Durant, John Morant, Zion Williamson draft order. And See, I don't, I don't agree with that because I don't Kevin, Kevin Durant was always better. No, he <laughs> but, wasn't. Okay. Yeah. He was Greg Oden was that dude in college, bro. Okay. one coming out or no. I was an Ohio State fan. I remember watching it. Like, yeah, we know. No, we can tell. It's it's all it's all. Well, either way, either he way, was number one. He was the number one player in the country, and Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant. Don't get me wrong, but he was a six eleven shooter who was one hundred and sixty five pounds and couldn't lift the bar off the bench. Well, when when I say he was always better, I mean like he was always a better player. I meant his ceiling was always like high. You know what I mean? He had like a higher ceiling. 
don't know. That's debatable. <laughs> if you go back, like that's debatable. Some nonsense. I'll say probably after Kevin Durant's second year in the league, uh, it wasn't even a conversation anymore. But well, either way, Zion's second year, he was an All Star, and Ja wasn't. So <laughs> they all they already can't, they already can't be Greg Oden and Kevin Durant because Zion was already better than him for a whole year. Yeah. So, real quick thoughts: Who you guys uh, have as the MVP right now? I haven't beat. Dumb. But I don't think MB's gonna win. Truth be told, let me look at the standings right now. I think one guy is getting underrated in the in the um. MVP race, and I think I think Lucas should be in a higher consideration. Oh, he's gonna close out strong. The Mavericks are the Mavericks have a better record than the Nuggets, but Jokic is the number one MVP candidate um, by NBA.com. Um, James Harden can't be the player of the game every night, and Embiid win MVP. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why <laughs> I think Embiid is gonna win. Like he was he was my MVP. Until the Harden trade, for sure. Yeah. Post Harden trade, yeah. And with the emergence of my guy Tyrese Maxey, another one of my fantasy yeah. guys. My fucking yard. I look at I look at the Heat. Nobody stands out enough outside. No. Bam's of missed time. Jimmy's missed time. Tyler's on the bench. Yeah. So Tyler Tyler's going with six man of the year. Easy, no debate. That's that's. If if that's a bet, then you might as well put all your money in it because there's literally no way that that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, I'll answer the question because y'all give me jaw, give me jaw. You know what I was gonna say? I was gonna say as great as numbers as Jokic is putting up this year, he just won it last year and that validated his play. So voters aren't gonna give it to him two years in a row because he's not he's that. He's boring. not. He's still boring. Exactly because he's not polarizing like that you know what I mean so he's not gonna win it Steph's not gonna win it yeah Steph and two ass (laughs) yeah like he's not gonna win it Kevin Durant can't win it nobody on the sun is gonna win it nope what what is there any award that this that any Suns player is gonna win no no (laughs) crazy ain't it My guy Bridges can't even get a defensive player of the year. <laughs> he might get first team on defense. Nah, defensive player of the year. No, nah, I ain't getting that. Well, they ain't getting no awards. They got the best seed bot. They got the best record by far of anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel me? Jaws the easy answer. Jaws the easy answer right now just because of how he's been playing. But. You know, I was just looking around at other people. I think Luca does deserve more consideration now. I don't think he's a top Luka, 10 candidate. Luka, like like you guys are both saying, Luca is gonna rise if they keep winning. Damn, bro. Sorry. Luka what? The Warriors are just really bad right now. They're down 14 in the first quarter of the Lakers. <laughs> wow. 
Fortunate. Wouldn't believe it if I wasn't watching it. Street clothes. <laughs> so first i just looked at i just looked over at the game man i just see anthony davis in the gucci sweatsuit i'm just thinking man charles barkley is hilarious <laughs> so all the teams that have that have been playing really well recently um all the teams with a running with a winning record i'll just go by the winning records who surprised you the most has it been the cavaliers has it been the raptors has it been the timberwolves has it been the clippers what what team that like wasn't good last year has surprised you the most that they're good this year or they've been good this year? Boston, you know. It's gotta be the Cavs, like <laughs> honestly, because we were so bad last year. And I think having winning having them win games without like losing Colin Sexton, having Rubio go out. Then you had Darius Garland miss time. You've had, you know what I'm saying, and still just be able to put it together some wins. They haven't been able to win lately. I, I'm a little worried for how they're going to finish the season because they got a lot of tough games coming up. So I think so far up to this point, it's got to be the Cavs. But another team I would go to because that's an easy answer, I would probably say, what was the team that you just said? The last team that you said it was Timberwolves. It. the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Oh. Oh, yeah. Last team I said was Boston, but oh yeah, but yeah, Timberwolves. That's the one. Okay. I kind of predict. I kind of said it last year. I, I was like, towards the end of the season when y'all wasn't paying them no mind, and I kept talking about them. I was like, they no, nah, I was paying them mind. Cause I was, I'm big on. I was a big Anthony Edwards fan. Uh, fan. Yeah. So like when, but towards the end of the season, I saw them playing together, and I was like, once they started playing together, they were winning a lot of games together, and now mm -hmm. it's been a bit more validated this season. And then you know, obviously the addition of Patrick Beverly, you know, that gave him a little bit more of a defensive identity, because Lord knows they need that. <laughs> They've actually been. They've actually been the best offense this year. They scored like over, I think, 110 in every game besides the 76ers game. That's just because, uh, uh, as Demetrius says, Carl Anthony Towns is terrified of Joel Embiid. Comes <laughs> <laughs> a big old cat, you know. Um, I'd say that for me, I say the Clippers have been the biggest surprise that they've been good, you know, missing out on Paul George and Kawhi. I thought they would be significantly worse, but they're seven games above, you know, the next best team, which is the Lakers. But, you know, they're seven games above the Lakers at the eighth seed right now. And, you know, Ty, Ty Lue proved himself last year, but the fact that he's doing this without his two best players out there, you feel me? Honestly, I think he deserves some coach of the year consideration. Even as an eighth seed, I'm like, what he's doing with his team right now is crazy to me. But, I mean, a lot of it comes down to, like, Reggie Jackson, huh? Yes, it's all Joyce. Yeah. And then, um, of all the teams that's bad right now, who who did you expect to be better? I mean, obviously... We don't even gotta say the Lakers, but <laughs> that's the we ain't expect the Lakers to be this bad. We all knew they were gonna be bad, but we thought they would at least make the playoffs. 
So let me take a look at his standings. I'd say the Blazers. You expected I, the Blazers I, to be better? Better than twenty-five and thirty-seven. Yes, I did. But did you? But Dame hasn't played though. And they traded everybody worth a fuck. I just expect them to be better. Atlanta in the Nazi to me. Did y'all expect the Knicks to be this awful? I didn't expect them to be that awful, but I didn't expect. Yeah, like that's not surprising. Damn. <laughs> not. I thought the Horn- I thought the Hornets would be better. Yeah, they started off real strong, but like they always do. Yeah. How can I? How can I? How can we do this segment and not just mention the Brooklyn Nets? Well, that's. That's a little, you feel me? Kevin Durant hasn't played in a while. They had the whole shit where James Harden just didn't give a fuck about them. Kyrie yeah. Irving can't play half the time, so that's, it's just a little. It's just it was a little expected, in my opinion. I mean, they're still they're still obviously one of the biggest threats. They might want the eighth seed, man. For real, for you remember, remember what I was talking about when Kyrie first got reinstated? Like, would there be a world where they would be like really dangerous if, or would they be looking to get position themselves to where he can play home more away games and home games so they have them available? Like, the way court advantage for them, <laughs> it is like, but we'll see if that changes in the playoffs. Because they're living in the mandate, dude. Yeah, no. Ain't no fucking way. Kyrie was right along all along, man. Just stuck to his guns. Kyrie gonna look great and then get hurt like every other season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think ben we did ever gonna play. That's my last question before we wrap up. Is you said what? Is Ben Simmons ever gonna play? Yeah. He's not playing anytime soon because there's that Philly game staring him in the dead in the face. So they can't really throw him out there. They gotta give some type of fake excuse about why he's not available. So that's what's gonna be. Dom, when's Ben Simmons first game? Mm. Probably like a, a month. I can see like a month. A month. A month. Yeah. And that the playoffs started like a month. Yeah. Ah, uh, like, you can't let him debut in the playoffs. Huh? You can't just walk him out there in the offs. <laughs> yeah, not not him. All right, maybe like maybe like two weeks. March eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be March eleventh. I can tell you that much. It will be. Nah. Oh yeah. Here, here's just one. Here's just one thing. One thing I want to state that um I saw this online. So, Colin Cowherd, right? He offered a LeBron trade proposal. He said, LeBron James to Miami 
for Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and three firsts. Do you take that as the Lakers? <laughs> if I'm the Lakers, see, this is the thing about it, right? Yeah. If the Lakers were smart, well, I wouldn't say smart, but if the Lakers were in the business of operating as a team under normal guidelines of how you operate a franchise, then you would trade LeBron, you would trade Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and blow the whole thing up. But you're the Lakers, and you can't ruin your brand for any extended period of time. So you can't trade LeBron because you don't have – you need superstars because you have the glamour market. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to build through the draft. You're going to build through free agency. So, well, you can't. Uh, what's it called? You can't trade Russell Westbrook. That's just an impossible task. So, <laughs> you're just gonna be building around him for a while. No, nah, you can trade him. Yeah. Huh? You can trade him only because uh, next year he's gonna have one year left. He's gonna be expiring contract next year. Well, who are they gonna trade him to? Had to be a three-way deal with somebody. But then they're gonna have to send a pick, and they're not trying to send a pick. But this is the thing: if they wait till after the season, then that twenty twenty-nine pick gets into play. <laughs> That's how many picks they 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 can't trade nobody until twenty twenty-seven, and now they can do twenty twenty-nine. Well, they can't trade anyway, but. Yeah, I mean, it's trade that on its past now. Yeah. If I were the Lakers, I would explore moving Anthony personally. I can't have somebody that's never there and, and doesn't want and can't play the position that to play in order for us to be a successful team. But he still has value. And I heard some people said, you feel me, that people sh- that they should try to move Davis for Jalen Brown. And if I was the Lakers, I would try to. I would add more. I would ask for more. But how many times Jalen or Anthony Davis got to say he don't want to play for the Celtics? <laughs> he just gonna end up with the Celtics anyway, man. That's funny. Forgot <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. Yeah, he'll get over it. Are right, you gonna wrap us up? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Thanks for that. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, man. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a while. Kind of like Dom was saying before. Um, but yeah, man, for Darnell and Dom, this was Demetrius. Have a good one.